Hello everyone, and welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I'm your host, Nathan Raglan, and welcome to the last week of Amateur April! This past month has been fun, and I hope you show love to all the artists I've brought on, getting to sit down and chat and see all their inspiration as they really get a good start on their journey really inspires me, and I hope it inspires y'all as well. But now, to wrap things up, I can't think of a better guest to play us off. Today we have Ash Bricky, a folk punk artist who's getting the world's attention with iconic themes and all-out attitude. He was cool to chat with, and I hope y'all enjoy and support him with all the links down below. Also, feel free to subscribe or follow on whatever streaming platform you prefer. Go to the link below in order to buy merch for the podcast, help support me, and follow us on Twitter at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements. But now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. What's up? I just woke up. <laughs> I completely understand. That was me. That was me about the same time, my time as well. I fucking work graveyard. Oh, same. I was gonna say I work graveyard for a uh, a warehouse, you know, driving a forklift and shit. So yeah, I know exactly what you're going through. <laughs> Fucking, have you seen those memes where it's like forklift certified shit? Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say not only the memes. Have you seen those like obscure like Facebook ad shirt style? Like you know, I I I drive a forklift and I have a sense of humor <laughs> and feeling like like I always look at those and I'm like. I, I know these are like g- computer generated, but what AI are they using to make this shit? <laughs> yeah, I'm forklift certified, and my daughter also has leukemia. <laughs> <laughs> and I just so happen to be a Bears fan. What do you guys say about that? <laughs> what you gonna do about that, sir? <laughs> if you think I'm wrong, you can take the gun from my cold dead hands. And they're they're always they always go on for like four paragraphs. Yeah, and like some of it, like and the worst part is like it's in like twenty different sizes of text when you look at that shirt. (laughs) (laughs) They always go on for way too long. Yeah, but you know what? Hey, if someone's at least buying it, you know, the the computers are winning. (laughs) Yeah, I had like an ad for like my own shirt from like um teespring and those 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 ads are like fucking terrifying yeah because <laughs> they all have like no comments and it's like they're all just like made specifically for you and then it's like deleted once you go away yeah no i mean that's just like wild again it goes back to the whole entire whatever ai they're using or whatnot it's it's impressive but at the same time it's just like how how much do they know? <laughs> they know like a lot, a fucking lot. Yeah, no, trust me. Every time I try to post up a new design for my merch shop or whatnot, I always get like, or whenever I like, you know, purchase a shirt from there, they always got like, you know, the one specifically for Raglan because that's my last name. So it's like, you know, this is the Raglan yeah. household or stuff, or like the one specifically for Georgia or just the South as a whole or all this other bullshit. So. Anyways, uh, 
thank you by the way for taking time to sit down and chat i really do appreciate this i was you know i was excited for this so thank you oh yeah i'm glad to be part of your uh podcast mm-hmm. all right ash before we get started i must ask the icebreaker question i ask for every single podcast what is your most unpopular art opinion art opinion mm-hmm. my most unpopular art opinion um 100 gex is pretty good not gonna lie okay okay care to elaborate <laughs> not say care to elaborate on that i i guess people just don't people don't understand uh uh what they're going for i guess you know um people say that they're bad and i think that they're they're uh they sound that way to get like that exact reaction out of you and so by saying that they're bad you're you're just uh you're just giving them uh the response that they want and uh i think that's pretty cool people that like sound like that uh or that do that uh i hella respect Oh no, absolutely. It's one of those I've I've listened to a couple songs from them and I totally get what you mean, especially when people are like, you know, this just sounds like a bunch of garbage. No, it's supposed to be like more or less a beautiful disaster, I guess is the best way to describe yeah. it, cuz it's one of those it's, it's it's a lot of dogs. Uh it's a lot of uh just a lot How should I word this? But long story short, I get where you're coming from on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, 100 Gex is actually good. Is that a hill you're willing to die on? Yeah. All right, then. Then with that, I can't think of a better way to start the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, feel free to subscribe or follow whatever streaming platform you prefer. Uh, merch is out right now. Link is in the description below. And follow us on Twitter at PostmodArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> He is an independent rebel rock star who's releasing some amazing music now, whether it be the themes of independent shorts and pilots or the his own music. Welcome to the podcast, Ash Bricky. How you doing today, Ash? What's up? I'm doing. I'm chill. I'm tired as fuck. <laughs> well, nevertheless, with considering that in mind, thank you so much for taking time every day to sit down and chat. I really do appreciate this. Uh, Hell yeah, dude. Nice. But <laughs> but before we get started with the music you're actually making, let's go back a little bit. I want to get the origin stories of Ash. What got you interested in art and music in the first place? My fucking grandma. Oh, really? Yeah. She had like a piano. Oh, okay. I used to, I used to slam my fucking hands on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she kind of like introduced you basically to music and like the different kinds out there or something? or Yeah nice i used to play i used to play piano and then fucking uh uh when i was 12 like 11 or 12 uh that's when like skrillex was like hella popping yeah yeah so like i wanted to make like i wanted to start mixing like shit like digital shit okay and i got into mixing and uh but i grew out of dubstep and shit and got into punk there we go. There we go. When did it for you become just like a love for music and like just something to do to a passion and potentially a career for you? Uh, I guess that started like when I was 15. Okay. Uh, I got really into, got really into punk at that time. And I just, I guess that just, I, I got really passionate with it with like punk and like Midwest emo type stuff too. 
Sorry, give me. Something. I don't know. It's it's less of like a, a a career thing and more of like I feel like I have to make music. You feel like you have it's to make music. Part of me. It's okay. like part of me. Okay. Okay. I mean, if you want to, you can go ahead and elaborate on that because that's that's a good that's a good take more than anything else because it's one of those like it's it's part of your DNA more or less, right? At this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just feels it just comes natural to me. I'm always writing something. Okay. I'm always like working on different projects and stuff. Okay, okay. Uh, if I may ask before we divulge more into that, what's sort of an inspiration for the music that you do make these days? Would it say like be the Skrillexes, the punk rock bands of you know old or new? Like what what's an inspiration for the music you make? Uh, I guess now. Uh... I'm super. I'm super inspired by like bands like AJJ, okay, um, Johnny Hobo and the Freight Trains, uh, fucking Pat the Bunny. There Pat we go. the Bunny's a good one. <clears throat> Pretty much like the folk punk scene and, and all that. There you go. There you go. It's not really. The, correct me if I'm wrong. It's really not that huge of a scene. Like it's more of a, a, a niche like music form correct me if i'm wrong on that one what exactly got you like what what drew you to that style of music um i i, I think i just like found it on youtube one day <laughs> i mean and to be fair that's how that's in the same sense i was gonna say to be fair a lot of us probably find a lot of the our music tastes through youtube these days yeah I found it from, I found, I think I found Johnny Hobo and the Freight Trains on YouTube in my recommended. And uh, I, I like got hella into it. I used to go to hella like shows, like local shows too. Okay. Which uh, we have like a, 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 a big hardcore scene mm -hmm. and uh, writing under the hardcore scene is the folk punk scene because they always like to follow it. And so there, so uh, I, uh, I guess I just got super fucking hooked on hooked on the the the, the local scene. Nice. It made me want to play more folk punk. And that's that's the kind of music that you're making these days. That's how you would best describe it. Just the uh, folk punk esque. Yeah, folk right. punk. Yeah. What is the process for you when it comes to making music? Like, how do you like sit down and realize, okay? I gotta make this song, or I gotta make music, just in general. Uh, I usually start with like lyrics. Okay. I start with like lyrics and shit, and then the instrumental just sort of comes after. I just sort of make random shit. Do I like to? Yeah, I like to throw throw shit together to uh uh because I like shit that just sounds fucking weird. Okay. No, no, trust me. I get that. Trust me. I, I, I think you and I probably have different ways of finding that, but I totally agree with you on that one. Like for me, whenever I think weird, uh, I tend to lead more to like rap and hip hop and such. So like the guy yeah. behind me, Tyler, the creator, like he does a lot of like weird sounds at times with his shit and it like blends together somehow beautifully. But like, yeah. but like, I totally get that with, especially some of the influences you talked about, like finding the weird shit. Yeah nice uh, i like fucking hella experimental shit yeah there we go there we go i've got to introduce you to some artists i've had on this podcast because they're doing some like experimental shit that like is incredible too <laughs> oh bet i was gonna say uh like whenever i think experimental the first style of music that comes to me is hyper pop have you heard of that style of music 
Yes, like Sophie and yeah. like 100 gigs. Yeah, exactly, 100 gigs. I was going to say, as a matter of fact, one of the guests I've actually had on here, Holiday Kiss, like, she's doing that and, like, finding a way to, like, almost make it her own as well, or their own as well. Yeah. And, like, seriously, you need to, I, I need to send you the EP that uh, they released earlier this year, and, like, you just need to listen to that because what they're doing, imagine Hyperpop on Mood Stabilizers. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I got to definitely introduce you to that. Um, out of all the songs that you've made so far, out of the, all the music that you've made so far, is there, like, a favorite, whether it be just, like, how you went into making it or, like, how it turned out in the end? Like, you just rock out to it every single time. Like, what's been your favorite so far? I have multiple favorites. <laughs> um yeah, that's fair. Cause really, I've listened to your music, and it's it's. I can see why you have multiple favorites. <laughs> uh, uh, I think uh, my two main favorites mm-hmm. are are one is my recent album, uh, "Songs for Lovers and Tear Gas." Mm-hmm. Uh, that one I'm super fucking proud of. You should and, be. And uh, thank you. Um, and then my 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 next one. I think would be uh, my my side project, just like a it's like a pop punk Nintendo core kind of thing called Ooh. King of the Entire World. Ooh. That the the blend of styles you just listed right there, like that. I, I'm interested to see how you make that work because that sounds incredible <laughs> right there. It's funny because um, I, I I made pretty much that entire album like at my work. Oh really? Like, produced and recorded everything at work <laughs> wait really yeah oh dude that is incredible for for those who don't have context you know we'll just say you work at a fast food joint correct mm-hmm. and, and so like work like recording stuff in an environment like that as well as working around like that kind of stuff that has to be like an interesting experience more than anything else it was really fun that's good. I mean, that'll certainly make the workplace more interesting. <laughs> yeah. We're always very slow because I work graveyard. There's no one ever there. So Right, right, right. You know, like, fair enough. I was sitting there. Uh, after you finish all your work, there's nothing to do. So I, I'm just, I was just like, I, let's make a fucking album. <laughs> and so I made, an, I made an album at work. And I that was really fucking fun. How'd your coworkers have to think about that? Because I can only imagine how it, either interesting they or how weirded out they must have been, or how invested they must have been. There's, there's, I only ever work with one other person. Okay. So, uh, uh, everyone that works in graveyard is really into music, so they didn't really give a shit. They were just like, all right, for sure. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm interested now to to hear that final result after the fact. Because, good lord, that that must be one of the most unique recording situations I've ever heard about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my my studio is, is it just consists of my laptop and my mic, so I can uh, take it like pretty much everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, we've recorded in parks, uh, recorded in cars, like stuff like that. Okay. Okay. No, I mean that that it totally makes sense if nothing else like kind of the the natural environment that you bring it into or even the unnatural environment yeah. you bring it into it that adds a unique like twist or a unique flair to like 
I guess the the setting for whatever song you listen to or whatever song you create. Yeah. And it, it's really helpful that my stuff's mostly acoustic. Yeah. Everything's yeah, portable. I guess it gives it more of that authentic flair to it compared to a lot of music out there these days. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, you, you kind of mentioned it before we like divulge a little bit too far. Oh, wait, I do want to say personally, again, I've sat down and listened to your catalog that you at least had on Spotify. Um, I just want to say my personal favorite, it was off of your first album or first full length one, Rats, Mice and More. Uh, what was it? Song about raccoons, trash God. That one <laughs> I just absolutely love. It was hilarious more than anything else. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I, I especially love. I don't know if this was intentional. It was probably intentional after the fact. But that little fuck at the like the last millisecond, <laughs> really, really like was the 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 creme de la creme of it all. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I was gonna say uh, straight. That song was originally not even gonna be on the album. Really? Yeah. What led to the last minute change, if I may ask? Yeah, it was uh, it was originally gonna be on a different project. I was working mm. on a, a project that I never finished. Oh, um, it was gonna be like a, a like a, a story driven album, mm. and uh, that song was gonna be on it. Okay, but uh, I, I I was like, this is too much work. I'll just throw this on my other album. <laughs> I mean, <it's>, <laughs> I mean, it certainly worked well with the theme of rats, mice, and more. So yeah. That's why I threw it on there. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I mean, so we have that one, but let's talk about the one that you've actually released. What was it like last month, two months ago, somewhere in that general yeah. time frame? Songs for lovers and tear gas. Uh, what was the process for you creating that album, if I may ask? Um, it started. I started writing that around June or July. Okay. Uh, uh I. Around the time the uh, initial uh, the initial protests started, mm -hmm. uh, I was like, I need to write more songs uh, about this shit. So I wrote like an entire an entire like political album, pretty much. I was like, I, I don't know. I was I, that's sort of how it started, and. Uh, you know, writing music sort of comes like naturally. So it's like every time I get around to it, I'll just like write a song. Okay. Um, there isn't really that big of like a, a like a backstory to it. It was just like I, I, I was just sitting there. I was like, I, I want to make another album. Right. So right. I made a new album. Well, I mean, I <laughs> imagine like a creative person as yourself. Like you, you, there's always probably a need to like make music or make an album. But I imagine, for yeah. you, I imagine for you, especially with this album, you kind of touched on it. But like this was truly like a a statement from you on how society was at the time. I, I just have to have yeah. to, I have to ask how important was it for you to have these messages about you know blue lies or the Proud Boys, you know Monopoly, just the political sphere. How important was it for you to have that statement out there in the world? Um, it was hella on my mind, you know, it, like, I just felt like I needed to like say it, I guess. Like, I mean, it's, it, well, it's like, it's not like a new statement, but, um, you know, I just wanted to, I just wanted to, uh, give my perspective, I guess. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, still, it, it was certainly one that, you know, you did not hold back at all. I was going to say, what was it, the fourth? Yeah. Or the third or fourth song is just straight up black or blue lives don't matter, I should say. Except the fact that, as you said in the song, it's a job, not a life. So, yeah, which, it's that, a it's a it's a career and you have no right to compare it to someone who who didn't have a choice when you did. I was going to say, speaking of choice, um, the the one song that, like, really hit me hard or the one that really, like, connected with me was uh, the Monopoly one. The the one where you had the, the person yeah. talking and you're just playing, like, the subtle, like, guitar over it. How did you come up, like, how did that idea, like, come to you? Because, like, the, the statement alone was powerful without the guitar, but, like, adding your little, like, subtlety to it, it like, it, it amped it up a little bit more. Um, I, It was a... A video from Kimberly Jones uh, that blew up on Twitter, and I listened to it, and I'm like, this 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 woman's really passionate, and like, uh, I I just wanted to sort of like make I, I I wanted to save that video, and I made like an instrumental that I felt uh uh described how she felt, mm-hmm. or at least how I perceived she she felt and put it put it all together um i have like hella like agreed with like her message and all that you know oh yeah no. so i just wanted to like throw it throw it onto the album too i mean if nothing else like it, i think your guitar kind of added just kind of the 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 emotions that someone would have when listening to that video, just that rising anger of like, yeah, why is it like this? Why has it got to be like this? Why does life have to like yeah. break them down like more and more and more? And like, you know, like the, especially the the last line that she said in there, like you should be lucky that it's only equality that they're looking for, not revenge. That just fucking yeah. hits like a freight train. Whatever that is said. She was that that like speech she gave was like super fucking powerful. It really was. And I, I applaud you for like not holding back and just letting that be as close to as raw as you can with it. So Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I mean like, you know, I I I'm gonna say this. It's it's great to know that even, you know, with what you have you know, so far with, I'm not going to say like you have a, a, a decent following and you know, there are people that certainly appreciate and love what you do. But the fact that at this point you're already letting people know, Hey, this is where I stand. If you don't agree with me, I don't care. You know, don't be a part of it. Yeah. Like, I, I commend the, the courage that you have to do that kind of stuff. Cause a lot of people, you know, they're probably just going to be like, I just need to play it safe until I get that break until I get that moment. But you're like, no, this is where yeah. I am. You can either take <laughs> it or leave it. I don't care. Yeah, fuck off, dudes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off, crowd boys. Uh, eat my ass. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't get the point across, I don't know what else will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> has the thought of potentially more songs in that similar vein, have you thought about making more songs like that at some point in your future? Or was it just like specifically? Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure? Okay. For sure. Okay. Okay, yeah. well, I, I'll certainly be interested to see what other opinions you would have on stuff like this. Just just to see how you convey it in a way. Uh, just to see how you convey it more than anything else. So. Uh, in the punk way, bro. In the punk way. The punk way. I mean, hey, if nothing else, like, it's 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 a good vein. I mean, it's, it's you know, punk's always about fuck society. And, you know, especially when society is as shit as it can be right now. I mean, it's just an easy target. 
fucking I hella accidentally unplugged my headphones for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I was I need... trying to fix it super quick. <laughs> did did you hear what I say or did I need to repeat it? <laughs> uh you could repeat it. I didn't like hear all of it. Okay, now I was gonna say, I mean, if nothing else, when it comes to like the punk aesthetic, I mean it's always about like fuck society or a lot of it's about fuck society, and especially when society is the way that it is right now, it's kind of an easy target, so <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's sort of always been like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. just now more people are seeing it, I guess. Because of social media more than anything else. I mean, it, it yeah. makes it a lot more easy. It makes it a lot easier for people to see it, whether they want to see it or not. Exactly. Uh, well, speaking of speaking of social media, this is going to be a complete like 180 when it comes to emotion, stuff like that. Um, you've worked with uh, a with a friend and a former guest of the podcast, uh, Magpie Raven Blackford, when it comes to working with her on basically creating the soundtrack for her stuff for like you know, certain things. How'd you, uh, how'd you first hear of her and how'd you start working with her in the first place? She actually hit me up. Oh, really? And it's funny because, uh, a long time ago I made a meme. Mm -hmm. It was like an Onision shit post. <laughs> and, um, it was like I he it was around the time he was having his fake little breakdown, mm. and so I got like the the transcript of of the entire video of his breakdown, mm -hmm. and I used it as lyrics to make like a song, <laughs> and uh, it it got a lot of views on YouTube, and Magpie saw it, and she was like, "Hey, do you want to make like a theme song for me?" And I was like, "For sure." There we go. And that's sort of how that's sort of how we met. Nice nice how has it been like working with her to sort of create like like i said the soundtrack to like these incredible shorts that she's creating she's she's fucking awesome mm -hmm. like she's like the best you know she's really fun to work with and she's super nice and and everything oh absolutely absolutely what was the inspiration for you i know the main one that i at least first heard of with you was obviously the mayhem theme you know yeah, yeah, one hell of a villain. How did like the inspiration for that song come to you? Um, Magpie was like, uh, she was like, "Hey, I have a cartoon that I'm working on, and I want you to make a theme song for it." Uh, and she she had like the lyrics all written and everything. Oh, nice. And she was like, uh, she was like, uh, she gave me the lyrics, and she was like, "I want you to make like a, I want you to make like some happy upbeat song for this." And I was like, I got you. And so I, I threw that together. It took like a, actually like a few weeks, I think, having like, I was like having trouble writing it for some reason, but uh, I was really happy with how it turned out. Oh, absolutely. Like for those that haven't heard it, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's, it perfectly, <laughs> it perfectly encapsulates kind of that like nineties high energy aesthetic more than anything else that you really like got down to a yeah. T, you know? Mix it with a little bit of your own flair, kind of that little, you know, evil flair, if I may say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, yeah. I was going to say, and obviously it didn't stop with Mayhem. You've actually done at least two separate versions of a different song that she had for her personal comic, uh, Kina's Adventure. Um, was it basically yeah. kind of the same product pro uh, process? Like she came to you with this and you just went at it? Yeah, she, she had lyrics. Uh, she's a really good songwriter. Uh, she had the lyrics. Um, and she, she was also like, uh, I want, I want you to, to make this, uh, 
sort of like sad uh, secondhand serenade style uh, song. And so I, I wrote the first one uh, acoustic and uh, she was really happy with it. And then one day uh, I was uh, I was chilling with, with Magpie and I, I, I remembered the song and I decided to make like a, like a full band uh, Midwest emo style there we uh, go. version. Uh, but I wanted to like extend it and make it like long. So I put that one together. I actually recorded that second, or I, I threw together that second song in like a day. Really? <laughs> yeah, I made it in like a day. Damn, that's um, impressive. Seriously. <laughs> thank you. Good. Man. And then I just gave it to her, and she was super. She was super like excited for it, and she threw it on her channel. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I actually remember whenever you threw that together. Whenever she got the final product, because she had. Uh, shared it with me for a moment and like i listened to him like damn that is incredible that's that's how she first recommended that that you come on the podcast um oh shit <laughs> yeah because it's like i forgot to mention this like at the beginning like on top of all this stuff like you're doing all this incredible music and you're only like what 19 correct me if i'm wrong i'm 20 you're 20 right now still yeah. like someone with like the <laughs> someone with the the talent the knowledge that you have and all this kind of stuff like does it ever like blow your does it ever become like surreal at times you have to step back and be like i can do this shit like i can make high quality music does it ever like blow your mind at times i mean to me it's like i've been making music for like five years mm -hmm. uh to to me i it doesn't sound all that like incredible <laughs> i'm just like writing songs for you it's just another I day mean, in your first office. yeah it's like i appreciate what people say that they're like incredible and stuff but it's like to me it's like this is just what i do i'm always making songs right right but i mean even then like i, I i'm yeah. sorry to like hype you up a little bit more but like seriously like there are people like i'm i'll put it bluntly i'm almost five years older <coughs> than you and i can't do hat i can't even do a quarter of the shit that you do man. <laughs> like seriously i mean it does takes practice yeah it true. Takes, takes practice I mean, that's going to be you like that. With, it. It's like any sort of art form. You can't just sit by and then just expect it to just come to you. You have to actually practice. Yeah. So You got to you gotta go for it. Yeah. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. It's not that I wouldn't like to know that stuff. It's just there's other things that I prioritize a little bit more. But it doesn't mean I don't appreciate yeah. and love what you are doing, especially because, like, you, you've got this thing down, man. Like, you, you, I, I imagine – I imagine for you, there's probably a lot that you would like to try to do as well. Is there any sort of like style or any like concept that you would like to tackle at some point and like make just to say that you've made that style of music or that kind of music? <laughs> I've been trying, I've been trying to, uh, I've been trying to, trying to mix, uh, I've been trying to do two things. Okay. Uh, the main thing that I've been trying to do was mix like a uh, folk punk with, with like, electronic stuff Ooh. i've been trying to mix those those two together like like with in my album uh songs for lovers and tear gas it's mm -hmm. like what i've been trying to focus on was adding synths to to folk punk and i thought it sounded super sick oh it did it um, really did at times it did <laughs> thank you and um the second one that i've been wanting to do but i haven't done it yet is i've been wanting to mix i've been wanting to mix slam metal with folk punk uh, <laughs> what? Those, like, those, 
I wanted to to get those like chuggy breakdowns and shit <laughs> with like those like those gutturals, but it's all acoustic, and I I think that sounds pretty awesome. I mean that that's quite a test to try to go for and try, but if you can like take the time to do it, like go for it, because that'd be just an interesting blend more than anything else. Yeah, I've been. I love. Uh, I I I love uh, black and folk punk, uh, but I don't think anyone's done it with like slam yet. Yeah. <laughs> Or so if they, I'm like, I gotta do that. Or if they have, they've kind of called it their own thing, and it's just you know. Yeah. Nah, that I that sounds. To, I need to do big squeal screams. <laughs> there you go. I mean, still like that just sounds like, I. It, it's hard to kind of imagine it, but like I imagine you've probably thought about this over and over again. You've probably had your like, I need to figure out like just that perfect blend <laughs> more than anything else. Yeah shit i mean i i kind of suck at writing harder shit though like the really hard kind of stuff but i feel like i can do it hey you gotta practice more than anything else just like you said to me you gotta practice yeah i just gotta practice <laughs> yeah i mean hey if that's something you truly want to go for i mean who's stopping you facts yeah I mean, that, that was the kind of mentality I had whenever I started this podcast. It's like I've always loved, like, the behind the scenes. I've always wanted to give artists, you know, see artists get the credit that they deserve. So it's like, well, fuck it. If no one else will, why not I? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Who's going to stop you, the fucking cops? Ooh. The only one that could really stop me is copyright. And even then, I, I tried my best to make sure to go around that shit. So I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I go with more independent stuff. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but even then, like, the independent artists, they're the ones that deserve the love because, for God's sakes, like, you know, yeah, the big names, like, there's a lot of people behind that. And trust me, the people that work on that stuff definitely deserve it. But, like, the independent people, I mean, they're doing this more or less for themselves. I mean, yeah. how could I not give them love and credit? Exactly. You got to go. You got to go local and you got to go small. Exactly. The way to go. I, I'll go ahead and ask this question. Um, you know, I know you said local and small, but like, I there, there was one album I did notice that was a collaboration album. So I have to ask, is there any collaborations you would love to see at some point in the future? Like with anyone and anyone possible? Uh, I really want to, I really want to make a, I really want to uh, play a song with Whitney Flynn from days and days at some point. Okay. I think that'd be pretty sick. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. it see. <laughs> As a matter of yeah, fact, you I've know, never met her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met her, but I think that'd be pretty sick. I mean, you'd be you'd be surprised how interesting it is to just meet people, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> in fact, I'll go one step further, and I'll go to this little dream scenario. Let's say I'm Big Shot Mr. Moneybags. I have connections to anyone and everyone, and I have all the funding in the world to make it happen. I come up to him like, look. Ash, my man, you're, you're killing it right now. You got some incredible stuff. We want to make the dream Ash Bricky project. What would be, what would be that dream Ash Bricky project? If you had no restrictions whatsoever. I mean, I, I honestly, I feel like I'm already in that situation because I can just make whatever the fuck I want. Okay. You know, I already have all I need. It's all I, I just need my laptop and my mic really. Okay. Okay, no, a simple person. I mean, if nothing else, we can definitely use those money bags for promotion to get your name out there because you fucking deserve it and then some. Well, thank you. <laughs> but, I mean, 
I guess if you if if you were big Mr. Moneybags, I'd be I'd be like uh fucking uh eat the rich and I'd beat your ass. Beat your ass. <laughs> how about instead of I'll eating the rich your money? <laughs> how about instead of that I could just take it and donate it to local communities and try to help them out? How about that? Is that yes. Work? Yes. <laughs> I'd say nah, bruh, and then I would tell you to donate your your money. There you go. There you go. I mean, I have unlimited funds, so everyone can be rich. So that means you have to eat everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Jeff Bezos over here. Ooh, big shot. <laughs> I mean, God, that's every time I describe money bags, that's basically what I am. He just has the money to like give to random creators for like prime and shit or like videos and shit. And just yeah. be like, here, make a shit. <laughs> make your shit. I mean that's it's how crazy like just how much fucking money people have. It, it's like, also there, it's also know? it's also insane like how people like to hoard the money too like you know all the the statements about you know you know like don't raise the taxes for like the richer or whatnot but it's like okay that's such bullshit yeah that's I mean bullshit I mean even then like you know, what was it I I forgot what the number was exactly but like even like a five percent increase that's only like. A couple thousands or millions of dollars for these billionaires it won't dent them that much they're still gonna be billionaires by the end of the day it's because people when people think that when someone says eat the rich they, they they think they mean uh they think we're referring to people with like disposable income yeah no but really we're talking about fucking corporations because fucking uh jeff bezos for example uh uh he has so much fucking money yeah. that uh he 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 would be able to afford to buy every single homeless person a house in the US and still have billions of dollars to keep him fucking floating yeah you know it's just fucking insane how much money these people are fucking hoarding for no reason whatsoever and and the thing that's ridiculous they just quit uh, they just quit you know if they quit their job Right now, they would be able to live the rest of their fucking life yeah, without and, having to worry about money. Yeah, and I was going to say on top of that, like, you know, a, a thing that, like, economics want to, like, try to emphasize is commercial consumerism. You know, like, having people, you know, pay for stuff. But if people are homeless and they don't have income and they can't pay for the stuff, like, billionaires provide stuff so that, you know, the lesser people have money to spend to improve the economy. Like, in theory, it should work like that. In theory, but, you know, that's a whole different statement. That's a whole different, you know, argument on its own. Yeah. But still, I mean, it's <clears throat> it, it's just insane at times. It, it Like, it, it, it blows my mind how people are. You know, how money gets to people's heads, so. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. And it's like, a lot of people, it, people seem to... Uh, forget how big of a difference uh, a million dollars is to a billion dollars yeah. you know yeah. it's like if you made if you if you made a million dollars every single year you would still not have a billion dollars in 100 years yeah that's that's the thing <laughs> exactly and uh these people are making millions of dollars an hour and they're not even doing anything 
You know what I mean? No, I, I totally get what you mean. Yeah. No, it's again, it's insane. <laughs> and when there's like, when there's fucking thousands upon thousands of of uh, homeless people in the in the U.S. and then millions and millions of empty houses that are being bought to be resold for a higher profit, while all these people are sitting on their fucking asses doing nothing and making billions and billions of dollars just doesn't sit right. No, it doesn't sit right at all. Okay. I'm going to connect this to music here real quickly. Have you ever heard of the album Kendrick Lamar's to Pippa Butterfly? Have you ever listened to it? No, I haven't listened to it. Okay. I've listened to that from start to finish. And like, it's an incredible album. That's just about, you know, like, basically like you know starting off like rough and then like you know like struggling with like in this point Kendrick Lamar like his newfound fame at that point because it was 2015 it was like after you know Good Kid Matt City had like got him big so it's like struggling with like you know sticking close to the roots but at the same time like developing this new lifestyle at the end the very last track he does this interesting thing to where he basically splices up an interview with Tupac because that's like his idol and yeah. like basically asking him like questions about like, you know, how did you like handle fame? Like how, you know, what about the, you know, s- you know, this kind of stuff, all this kind of, you know, interesting aspects or whatnot. First question that he asked is there's a metaphor that, ca- that Tupac said about like the, the floor, the, the ground will open up and swallow you whole. And like he, you know, Tupac talks about exactly the phrase that you talked about jokingly, but like seriously, like, you know, eating the rich or whatnot, talking about like, you know, like the lower class, like, you know, they're tired, they're hungry and they're going to do what they can to survive. And if that means eating the rich, they're going to do that. Like, you know, cause, cause all the, the rich are doing is just getting fatter. They're, they're fattening up like turkeys basically. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that is my favorite album and i seriously encourage you at some point like listen it to start to finish like even if you're not a fan of hip-hop or rap just like listening to like the stories kendrick tells like it's it's absolutely incredible yeah rap and hip-hop and punk and hardcore both have like pretty much the same attitude yeah uh, with everything they, there's a there's a lot of similarities with with the two genres I was going to say, I actually had on Silva Hound on the podcast, you know, obviously addicted. Yeah. yeah. I had Mr. Him... Mr. Addict. Yes. Mr. Addicted uh, Angel Dust. Exactly. Mr. Angel Dust, man. I, I had him on the podcast not too long after he released uh, Root of All Evil, the one about, you know, IMP, um, you know, hell of a boss. And like he even, yeah. he even made the argument that, you know, it's not that punk isn't rebel music, but he personally thought rap was the ultimate rebel music. In his in his mm. eyes, so. I think they're both the same. They both grew up together. They both come from the same era, and they both have the same views. Yeah, it's just they go about it in different sounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, they both sound absolutely incredible. I mean, we've we've exactly. we've had a blend of two. I mean, <laughs> MGK seems to be doing better with punk than he ever did rap. So. Yeah, but uh, you know, fucking. Beastie Boys too. Oh yeah, Beastie Boys. That that yeah, that was the penultimate blend more than anything else. Yeah, and then there is the new like trap metal movement too. Yeah. Like a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Music is interesting, like how well it can like blend if given the opportunity to more than anything else. 
Yeah, you can do fucking anything with music. Yeah, no joke. What I like about. I mean, that's how we can sometimes get like you know Kanye West blending with Elton John at some points, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Folk punk Kanye West. Let's go. (laughs) Folk punk Kanye West. That I would be interested to see how he goes about doing that, or how he would like go for it. (laughs) Yeah, those fast-paced guitars, and he's going poopity (laughs) scoop. Thank you for reminding me of that song. <laughs> no problem. That's what I'm here for. There was a time to where I there was a time where I <laughs> there was a time where I liked that song unironically because I kind of got what he was going for with like how how like he ba- <laughs> he basically made a parody song of himself talking about like yeah. with these with these like incredible like you know samples and like this you know bass and beats but then like the lyrics people don't care about. <laughs> They're just fucking like trash lyrics. Yeah, exactly. Like he basically made the perfect parody Kanye song, and of course it came from Kanye himself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, bro. Oh goodness. Uh, Hulk punk cover of that song. <laughs> I'm tasking you with that one. You better get that one done. <laughs> yeah. If you need background vocals, I'm not that good with singing, but I can at least try. <laughs> I mean, it's folk punk. It's not supposed to sound good. There you go. There you go. Uh, what... I was actually supposed to make a cover of Addict. Oh, really? Yeah, but it just sucks because I had to factory reset my computer. Oh. And so I lost oh, my heart. She's breaking. <laughs> yeah. I have the first like 50 seconds, though. Like mm-hmm. the clip of the first fifty seconds, but that's it. Okay, okay. I mean, still, like, yeah, a folk punk, a folk punk parody or not parody cover of that song. I, again, it'd be interesting to see like the blend of the two styles or like the transition of styles for that one. It actually sounds really fucking sick. Really, um, you I might, you might, you might have to send me that fifty seconds because I'm definitely intrigued. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for well, sure. I'm going to go ahead and ask this generic question for me. Where do you hope to see yourself, say, five, ten years from now with your music? Hopefully playing more shows again. Yeah. Fucking shows. <coughs> oh, trust me. I don't I don't blame you. I, like, I, I've been to that many concerts, but as soon as we can be able to, I want to definitely, like, try to go to more now that I, you know, know what I'm missing out on. Shows. <laughs> Local shows are far much better than big ass concerts. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And way fucking better. <laughs> I, I have that mentality with wrestling too, because <laughs> I'm a huge wrestling fan. So. Hell yeah. Yeah. I've been I've been to many fucking local shows. I used to set up my own local shows too. Nice. Uh, fucking, I still do. It's just not not the same because of covid it's all like outdoor right. shows and shit have you have, uh, have you seen some of these like online concerts that people are doing yeah i've seen them uh they're they're i um it's not the same right it's more boring, but i, I mean, mean it's, yeah. it, i would say it's never gonna be the same because i mean if nothing else with some of these like online shows it's like people send in like the set beforehand or something so it's like listening to an album instead of like hearing the authenticity that you would hear for a live show. Yeah. It's very, very different, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm still all for it. Yeah. I was going to say, as a matter of fact, the guest that I had on a couple weeks back, a Smith, like he's part of a group that's doing a bunch of uh, Minecraft concerts, like going forth with that. So 
Minecraft concerts. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I was thinking Roblox concerts. Yeah. No, I mean, th th there's obviously those as well, but like they've got, uh, they've worked, they've collaborated with a server. As a matter of fact, I think they've had to recently upgrade that server or something like that because of the people that are bringing in for these like sets and such. Um, as a matter of fact, their next show should be April 30th and May 1st. Uh, Magma Fest. Mm. Something like that. Um, if you ever get a chance, what was it? I believe it's called uh, like Avenue Pod or Avenue Minecraft server. Or something. I'll send you like a Twitter link or something like that. You should definitely look into that. It's seriously cool. Bet. I'm down. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, I think, you know, a nice little, I think they nice, they need a nice little folk punk flair to their concerts. And I think you'd be a nice little blend for it. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. There you go. There you go. <clears throat> so obviously like, you know, getting back to like live shows and actually doing that kind of stuff. And obviously I, I assume within that five to 10 years, just making more of what you're doing now. Cause I mean, it, yeah. it, it works. It's what you love. It's, you know, why, why stop it? <laughs> I, I want to, I want to, uh, I'm hoping in like a few years, uh, that I'd be playing shows with like uh, with like hella hella cool punk bands like like Days and Days and shit. There you go. I would love to. I would love to play like shows with them. Well, dude, I'm gonna be the first to tell it. Well, I might not be the first to tell you, but I'm right there with you. I'm rooting for you, seriously. Hell yeah! Thank you. I no appreciate problem. it. Uh, well, as we're winding down this you know podcast, I I just have one last question I want to ask. Um, obviously for you, like music is art and music is very integral for your life how important is art not just for you but for the world as a whole uh, i think it i think it, it it holds people together you know i think it keeps people together um it's very it's very uh important for like your soul because like in, in like every piece of art i i believe that it's like a piece of the of a person's soul and that's why people get so connected with it you know no i, to I totally get that and i honestly could not agree with you more like that it it, it it's it, obviously art is a culture it's something that culture is the thing that defines a human being more than anything like that's that and if when people share similar cultures it makes the world more or less a smaller place i guess at the end of the day yeah well, with, I love art. Yeah, art. That that. Long story short, I love art too. <laughs> <laughs> with that, um, I'm all out of questions. Uh, do you have anything you want to say? Just you know, just to say it, or do you want to talk about anything? Because I, I'm open to discussion. <laughs> uh, fuck cops. Uh, yeah. fuck twelve. Uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, uh, I love pizza. There you go. <laughs> Uh, I can play a song if you want. I mean, I got my guitar over there. I mean, if you want to, I don't know how well that translates, but that'd be certainly a first for the podcast, and that's something you could definitely claim. For sure. Let me get up and get my guitar real quick. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever, we will have a live musical performance on the podcast from Ash Bricky. Find a guitar. <laughs> All right. All right. I have returned with my guitar. Go for it. We're all ears now. All right. Well, I got to make sure it's in tune. That's a good <laughs> point. <laughs> all right. It's in tune. It's in tune enough. Okay. Go for it. All right. I'm 
what the fuck are you? There we go, man. That is that is great. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That is the song of a weasel in the wall, correct? Song for the weasel in the wall. Oh, song for the weasel in the wall. Yes, that is great. Ah, oh, man, I felt that energy. Ooh. Thank you. Ah, oh, shit. Well. That's all the questions that I had. Uh, now's the point of the podcast where I sh- I know I've already shouted you with an up praise, but I'm gonna do it more because it's my podcast. I do whatever the fuck I want. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> now, uh, like I said, I first heard about you through Magpie, um, especially considering the fact that you your theme helped basically add that punctuation point for an already great short with Mayhem. But like as I did a little bit more of a, a deep dive to your profile and like listen to your songs and stuff, I could tell the passion, the authenticity you have with your music and such. And like with everything that you put forward, like even if it's something as, as silly as, you know, a song about raccoons or something as serious as, you know, people's lives. Like I could tell that everything that you put forward is genuinely you. And as long as you keep that genuine, genuine personality about yourself with everything that you do, like I could see you, I'd love to see how far you can go with it. I'd love to see you basically become one of the the biggest punk stars that are out there and such, because I would love to know. I, I'd just love to see what would be next for you. So thank you for what you do. Don't slow down. Keep it up. I know you can do this. Thank you, dude. That means a lot. I, it's the least I can do. Go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home. Uh, Plug myself, like, like shout myself out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you can find my music on Spotify, on iTunes, Amazon, even though Amazon fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, Bandcamp. It's just my name, Ash Pricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also like follow my social medias, like my Twitter and my, my Instagram. It's just Ash Pricky. That's where I post all my flyers. There we go. Um, it's where I post updates and shit. Um, I think that's all I have to plug. Okay. And nothing else, if you forgot anything, I'll be sure to have a link in the description. You have a link tree I could probably just put in there, right? Yeah. There you go. Just just click on the link tree and you'll see all the links for that one. Um, I know you kind of already said that, but do you have any final words before we sign off? Uh, uh nah, nah. <laughs> fair enough you kind of got that out of the way before you did the live performance <laughs> um yeah. with that all i have left to say is hasta luego amigos <laughs>